Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Amen. Are you happy to be in church? Can you see your life changing since you became a member of this church? And I always say that in this church, our pastor will always preach the word of God. Our pastor will always show us what we are supposed to do. Our pastor will always feed us with knowledge and understanding because God has anointed her for you and I to lead us in the path of righteousness. I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to put your hands together and let us invite to the pulpit. allegiance maybe you don't understand it you know can somebody help me with dictionary uh, because I don't know how okay you don't know the song all right I heard I heard you okay that it's a song just saying that Lord my everything is for you are you there so if your feelings cry not for him where have you been carrying your feelings so if if your neighbor was standing like a piece of wawa board tell your neighbor please learn the song first let's just flow in it i i you see you don't come to church and leave your feelings in the house you bring the feelings with you ah when you are telling a girl i will love you with all my heart i will love you to my dying day wait 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 sisters will you be see, believe a guy who just comes to say I believe you. I love you with all my heart. Come on now. You tell the brother, go and come again. Go and come again. Revise it. Brother. Brothers, will you believe a girl who says, I love you with all my heart. Yes, I, I love you with all my heart. Hey, will you believe such a girl? Why should God believe you this morning? Why should the Savior believe you this morning? Put some energy and some feeling in and tell him, I pledge allegiance to you. I will walk with you until I die. Come and let's go. Amen. 
Father, we are grateful that you are in our lives and we pledge allegiance to you. Yes, it's true. Sometimes we, we disappoint you and we disappoint ourselves. But Lord, we're going to keep trying and we're going to keep being yours. Thank you for all that you're doing with us and in our lives. Thank you for another Sunday morning. I pray, Lord, that your word will touch our hearts and help us in our walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And you want to take up your Bible before you sit. Thank you. And we want to just make our confession. You want to say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. One day you're going to wake up knowing that you are special and feeling that you are special. And the reason will be that your confession is coming to pass. Are you there? Yeah. Because the Bible has so many nice things in it. And, and we are trying to learn those things. Amen. If, if you were like I was some years ago and you feel that you are very ugly and nobody likes you, <laughs> open your Bible and just say, what does it say about you? It says that you are the apple of God's eye. Oh, man. Do you know what the apple of someone's eye is? It's that most feeling place. Hey. Tell your neighbor, look, don't, don't, don't do me bad, though, because the way I'm the apple of God's eye, I mean, I mean, I mean. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, it's great to be in church one more time. Amen. <laughs> wow. And today I, I want to start as usual with my announcement so I don't forget. We should have had our convention this week, but I have another week of meetings, so I asked Bishop Atu if we can move it one week, and he graciously agreed. Amen. So it's going to come off from next week, Wednesday, 15th to Friday. Amen. Now listen, I want to say something to you. Don't miss certain meetings. Don't miss them. Are you okay? Don't miss certain meetings. Because you don't know which day is your day. Yeah. One day, I, something had happened. I'd been quite down for a while, and I felt that, Charlie, I've tried. I've tried to serve God. Now, they let me also go and sit in somebody's church. I was thinking of my husband's church, and, and let me just relax. Are you there? Hey, you are very quiet. Yeah. And the reason was because when I came to take this church over, there's a small church of 20-something people who had sent a message that they don't want a female pastor. So when I arrived, they didn't make my life easy at all. It was not easy. It was not pleasant. And I just felt all strength leaving me. And I remember that in those days, Lady Reverend Humi, there was another lady pastor here who's gone back up north, Lady Pastor Amy. They'll come and they'll come and normally they'll share ideas. We're always sharing ideas. I'd usually be excited. But I wasn't excited. I'll say to them, hey, I'm tired. It's okay. I'm tired. Then I went to a meeting. Tell your neighbor, she went to a meeting. You to go to a meeting. Listen, I went to the meeting because I went to the meeting, not because I felt like it, not because of anything. I just went. And the man of God there, he had preached and he had, I mean, said everything. Everybody was happy. They had received it. Just a few minutes. He was actually ending the service. And then he just looked and he said, I feel that God, mommy, please, I feel God is speaking to you. And he called me. My conversation in my room that day, when I told them, I'm tired. Are you here? Yeah. I'm tired. They should leave there. Something, something. They should leave the idea. It's okay. That conversation, as you see, God said, don't say you are tired. Look, my, <laughs> the other lady pastor, she just fell in her shock. I heard her scream. Ah! It's like our private conversation in my room. There was nobody there. And then he began to speak over my life. Are you there? He said, they would think that is the end. Before they are where you'll be coming from the back. He said, you will have the strength of a horse. You will never be tired. You will keep going. Uh, this word I'm sharing with you is more than 12 years old. I'm walking in it to, up to today. Yeah. 
all the people who work with me, they are young men. They are tired and I'm still going. No, it's true. They are tired. They are looking for a place to rest. And I'm, it changed my life. You see, the man coming this next week is like that. I don't know what word he will speak that it will enter your life. And before you are aware, you see, because 12 years later, I'm still living what he said. Do you understand? Maybe said, the woman, she's old now. They should just retire her. Before they are aware, I'm standing, I'm standing there. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? So I want you to come so that you are in the presence. Sometimes the word is direct to you. Sometimes it's in the preaching. Are you here? Hey, you are very quiet, oh. Yeah. Another time, such a convention. I'm just talking to you because some of you feel that, oh, if I've come to church on Sunday, it's enough. No, no, no. There are special times, just as there are special times in every home. Another time, another convention, the man of God was preaching. This was Bishop Intefel. And he kept on saying, God can. God can. And he talked about impossible things that God makes, makes possible. Right after the convention, I was supposed to travel. And I arrived in Accra thinking that my departure date was another day. Lady Rev, remember you went with me. I got to Accra on a Monday to hear that I was to fly to the U.S. on the Monday. And I didn't even have the visa. So right there, I was made to fill in the visa forms, everything. As I took it, I said, <laughs> I don't know how... I don't know how it's going. You see, you haven't traveled before. That's why you are sitting there. <laughs> but if you have traveled before, you know that you have to apply way in advance. I see you traveling. I see you traveling. You go and come. Uh. Then the man said, so I should have been at the airport at 6.30 p.m. And the guy said to me that, I mean, they had given people their passports, everything. My passport was stuck because something had gone down. And as I was sitting there, hey, I'm sitting in the embassy, Charlie. It's 2 o'clock. It's 2.30. It's 3 o'clock. It's 3.30. It's 3.30. I came out and said, Lydia, please, go back to my house. Just pack my suitcase as it is. Meet me at the airport. But I was still sitting. 4 o'clock. 4.30. They decided to switch the lights off. But as I sat there in my ear, God can. God can. God can. God can. God can. Okay. I don't need to tell you, I got my visa. I was on the flight and on Tuesday I landed in the place. I don't know what you are going to hear when Bishop Atto comes. So I can tell you that brother of mine, he's anointed like something from here down. So don't joke with it. All this one, say what bosses are bossing us this morning is all true life. If you are coming to, you see, it's faith secrets who hear these things. <laughs> Amen. So please. Then on Tuesday, the 14th of February. Please tell your neighbor, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We're going to be celebrating. When you come here, you will not recognize this church. It's going to change completely. We're going to have a night to remember right here. Amen. Yeah. And we're going to eat proper dinner. Please, not the watcher you have been eating, sitting on the stool in the kitchen. Not the kenke that you have been eating. <laughs> Listen, go into your bottom box. Find your best clothing. Young man, you don't have a tie. You have between now and the 14th. Get yourself a black tie. Le young lady, get a red or a red tie. Young lady, get yourself a black dress or a red dress. You know, black is formal, that's all. But get a, I prefer the red because it's Valentine. Are you there? And so what? I said, change to, then you go and celebrate. But listen, do, have you pastored even four people before? Then don't ask me questions. I've been a pastor of young people for more than 27 years. And I know that Christiana, they want to have a little bit of a change. I'm just giving you an opportunity so that you will not come and say, I wanted to celebrate the day and I went to have fellowship with the devil. That's the, yeah, that's the reason. So arrive, come and let someone do your makeup and get a photo shoot that night. And I mean, I mean, I mean. Dinner ticket. Okay. The dinner ticket costs 50 Ghana cities. And for a couple, it's 90 Ghana cities. Okay. 
Powerful, powerful. Amen. All right, let's go straight into the word. Hallelujah. We've been talking about a lot of things. We're about to continue. We've been discussing some principles that um, we need. Please, has every bus come? Because if every bus has not come, then I suggest they just put the chairs down before I start to get into my flow. When one is preaching and the chairs are now being put down, it's a bit... Please, ushers, carry the chairs and just put them in the aisles. It's our church. It's not a problem. Mm, tell anybody, it's not a problem. It cannot be a problem. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let, let us just do a quick revision, just in case this is the first time you are here. And as we are revising, ushers, you have until I finish my revision and then you must fade away. All right. But just fill up any aisle that is, apart from this central aisle, fill up any aisle that is there and, and we'll continue. Now, we have been talking. Do you need my three people who have been helping me? Should they come? Okay, they should come. All right. This time I need Carter. Who has been standing by you? All right. Who has been standing by you? All right. Okay. Which one is this? The saved or the unsaved? Today I need... Please, I need the saved today. Where's your sister? Irene, where are you? Oh, you put your hands together for her. Hey. If I had called you, would you even have come? No, don't go far away because I will need you. Don't go far. Where's your sister? Oh, she hasn't come yet. She's still bussing. Okay, then you do both. <laughs> okay. We started by studying something. Man is a spirit. So, neighbor, man is a spirit. Yeah. So as you are sitting here in the flesh, you have a spirit. There's something inside you that goes by your name that never dies. Amen. What dies is your physical body, but your spirit, dear. That's the part of us that really resembles God. Man is a spirit. Who is the spirit here? He has a soul. And I told you that your soul, your mind, your emotions, then your soul... And he lives in a body. So this thing that you have been bathing and cleaning and taking care of is just your shell. <laughs> and I always make sure that it's the biggest person because that's the one you satisfy the most. Then we went on to say that the spirit of the unsaved man. Please, if you need a scripture, I put it up. First Thessalonians 5.23. And that shows you that you are spirit, soul, and body. You are also three in one, just as how God is three in one. And each of these, it's one, but it's different characteristics. When you feel like eating after you have eaten already, it's the body who's talking. <laughs> That's why I always make sure the body is big. Wow. <laughs> because that one, you feed it fat. When you are watching a movie in the middle of exam week, it's your body that's talking. When you know that you shouldn't be having sex, but you are going ahead anyway, it's your body that's talking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry if it offends you when I use that word, but please, in this church, we, don't, we call a spade a spade and not a digging instrument. If I say digging instrument, it could be anything. A spade is a spade. Are you there? So the spirit of the, the man is the spirit. He has a soul, lives in a body. Second point was that the spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. That's what the, the, the film stars were trying to show us. They're trying to show us how wicked man is. Wicked. And last week, I think it was the last week or the week before, I was sharing how even a child, children are very wicked. Hey. Very wicked though. If like remember your school. Remember even primary school, how they will laugh at the person who is shy. They know that you are shy. They know you have a hang-up. The thing that is doing you, that's the one they will laugh at. Hey. Please turn to your neighbor and say, as I look at you, I'm sure you were a very wicked child. You, you. Huh. As a child, you were very wicked. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I shared with you that when you become born again, the component of you that is totally changed. That's why I was using these two beautiful sisters who look like each other. Her sister is still chasing some of you. You know, that's why she's not here. So she is going to be the saved one again. 
even though she's representing. So let's turn around, turn around, turn around twice. One, two, three. That's the change. Uh-huh. Beautiful. So now it's a new one. So when you come and you stand here, you give your life to Christ. It's your spirit that is changed. Something has happened to you. You see, I keep on knocking this point because when you are born again, your spirit is changed, but your soul, the way you were thinking is exactly like that. Are you here? Your emotions, they are exactly as they were. And your body is most certainly exactly as it was. If you don't understand it, that's when human beings or even the devil himself will come to you and say, Ah, I thought you said you were born again. How come you were doing this or that? Or that? Then how come? The reason is that your soul is the same and your body is the same. That's the reason. Are you here? Your body is the same if your hair was green. After you came, gave your life to Christ, confessed, did everything, you are born again, you are saved. The Bible says you are a new creature. The old has passed away. Say, ah, what has passed away? How I am, that's how I am. My lusts, my desires are still the same. This is the reason that it's your spirit that is born again. Are you there? Then we shared last week that the spirit of the saved man is righteous and truly holy. Again, we are talking about your spirit. This spirit, Jesus has given you a new one, not a new soul, not a new mind, and certainly not a new body. Very important for you to understand it. It is also important because when you remember that your spirit is holy, it will help you. Just like how when you remember you are wearing white jeans, you don't easily just sit anywhere. Uh-huh. You would have had no problem if I say, come and perch here. That just didn't dust it, so it's very dusty. Ah. But they didn't dust it, so I shouldn't say it. If you were in jeans, you would just sit. But if you were in white trousers, what would you do? You clean it, sometimes you clean it, then you even take another, then you put the hand, yeah, then you sit. Why? You are aware that I'm in something. <coughs> Beg your pardon. So when you remember that your spirit is born again. It helps you. It helps you. You're about to do something. Say, no. No. Amen. We want to go continue today. When your spirit, when you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby. Just sit down and ask for us so that they remember you are a baby. And it must grow. It must grow. I'm going to give you two principles at the same time. Amen? When you, are a, when you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby and it must grow. And the next one, after you are born again, you are now a spiritual baby, a spiritual child, or a spiritual adult. This is after you are born again. Before you are born again, the question does not exist. But after you are born again, you are a baby or in fact, don't make, it's not a main point. Put it as under that point that, you are, that we are speaking about. It must grow. So let us look at a few scriptures. The scriptures are what we work with that tell us the truth. Is that okay? I said, is that okay? First Peter 2, 2, which is up there, says, As newborn babes... You see, you are newborn babes. Desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. So one of the reasons why you may have given your life to Christ, you are born again, but you are not changed, that you don't desire the word. And it's the word that you need to grow. One day, a certain wife called me. And she said, my baby is not growing. My baby is not growing. One of the fastest growing, I don't call them things, but people on earth are babies. In three months, their weight doubles. Can you imagine as you are here, three months, your weight has doubled. So you weigh 70 kilos. We go, by the end of the semester, you are 140 kilos. <laughs> you actually go to the hospital that I'm not well. I'm not well. But with babies, that's how it is. So by the third month, Lady Reb, am I right? Third month, they've doubled. So when they are born, oh, this child is 3.5 uh, kilos, three, uh, what, 2 kilos, whatever, times 3. In 3 months, they are 9 kilos something. 
Yeah, they double fast. Are you here? And we are being told by, by Peter that as a newborn baby, he's referring to your spirit. How your spirit is newly born. Desire the milk of the word. This, and he writes sincere milk of the word. Because there can be also some part of the word that not that is not sincere, but it's not what you can eat right now. It's not milk. Mm-hmm. So you need that word to help you to grow. Are you there? I'm just showing you that we're supposed to grow. Let's look at another scripture in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. I'm establishing the point that you grow. 2 Peter 3, 18, please. He says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It says to him be glory forever and ever. Grow in grace and grow in knowledge some of us, we are so churchified. You have been in church, but you don't know anything about the Lord. You know nothing at all. That's why when something happens in your life that you think is not nice or it's not good, the way you speak, that's the reason. Because you have not grown in the knowledge of our Lord. When you know him, you know that it is true that certain things may happen. But there's a but. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Yeah. Do you know him? Ask your neighbor, do you know him? He says, we must grow in it. So every year, you must come to see something different. Something more. Some added knowledge about him. Hey. A lot of things I used to struggle about, I don't struggle about them at all anymore. At all. I don't struggle. Why? Because I've come to understand that this is the Lord I'm working with. I know him, so it's not my problem. It cannot be a problem. It cannot be a problem because, oh, this matter. It's God's matter. Otherwise, I'd be very worried coming to talk to people like you this morning. Hey, some of you, are nice. your mouth is like gone. Hey, some of you, your eyes. Hey, some of you, the way you are even eyeing the preacher. Hey, only that you don't have the microphone and come dead. <laughs> are you in the church but I have come to know the Lord that the church is for him and I'm just a tool in his hands so every time you hear me say say what you want to say do what you want to do it's not my I'm just a vessel for you to use before I had that knowledge hey, shame. Sunday morning is voila can't do anything <laughs> Are you in church or you are traveling? So this is just to establish the fact that we grow in it. Now let's continue because we are looking at scriptures telling us a bit more about this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. That we henceforth be no more children. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, verse 14. We henceforth be no more children. Then he describes it, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and craft, cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Says, we shouldn't be children anymore. So showing you that there are stages. There's the baby. Now we're talking about the children. Wow. Whew. Let's continue. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14. For everyone that partakes of milk, let's use the NASB, it's a little clearer. The NASB, the American Standard Bible. The English is a little more straightforward. Say, neighbor, that sometimes we need straightforward English. Straightforward. Oh, Massa, you don't have NASB. It's not possible. Say, neighbor, possible. Ah. Joshua, they didn't give you breakfast, or was it supper they didn't give you? Is it there, or is it not there? It's there. Ah! Pastor Dennis, the guy is hungry. <laughs> Hebrews 5, reading from verse 13. For everyone who partakes only of, the, of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. Who is an infant? A baby. There are some messages we don't preach on Sunday morning. And the reason we don't preach on Sunday morning is that in this mix, we have some babies. Amen? If I say it, no, Charlie, your spirits will just leave you. 
Some things we don't say. But there are some other meet, meet, meetings that you can say it. Verse 14. <laughs> but solid food, tell your neighbor solid food. Solid. solid food is for the mature. So do you see, we have seen babies and infants, we have seen children. Now you are seeing the mature. Then he describes the mature. Who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. You'll be surprised that you can come to a place where to know good and evil cannot be so simple. It takes a certain maturity that you know that this thing is not right. For example, it's not a crime to watch TV. Ask your neighbor, is it a crime? How can it be a crime? It's just entertainment. But when you get to a certain maturity, eh, you realize that, look, eh, this thing, this thing that looks so simple and normal. Hey, don't joke. You sense between good and evil. Because it's not so obvious. It's not so obvious. I hope I'm speaking to somebody this morning. And so today, I'm taking it as my task to describe for you and explain to you who a spiritual baby is. Who a spiritual child is. And who a spiritually mature person is. So that I have only one purpose. Help them to come in quickly. And my purpose is that if you are a baby, you begin to see that I have to deliver myself from here. I cannot be a, a, a baby all my life. Because some of you have been in church for years. But you are like someone who does not grow. Are there not other chairs here on this side? Please, they, they can come fast. There are, there are chairs on this side. Am I talking to someone this morning? When you recognize yourself, you now have a duty to say, I've got to grow from here. And so I want to first describe the spiritual baby. Because your spirituality, whether you are a baby or a child or mature, has absolutely nothing to do with your chronological age. So you can be 50 years old, but spiritually you are a baby. Because remember, that 50 years old, you know, we see it in the body, not in the spirit. You may have given your life to Christ 25 years ago, but you have decided that you are going to be like Aki and Popo. You have not grown. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 3. Let me read from verse 1. First Corinthians 3, 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Paul was talking to his church in Corinth. And he told them, I can't talk to you like spiritual people. There are some of you, I can't talk to you like spiritual people. No, it's true. When you come to my room, we'll talk about other things, but spiritual things, oh, you won't even understand it. It's like what I'm saying, you don't get it. <laughs> so, but, and look at that. You see, so the first sign that you can see, no, no, stay there, is that a baby is calm now. Hey. <laughs> Are you there? dominated by their flesh. That's the sign. You see. Then he said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto, it's like now you, have, you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. So I couldn't tell you some things. I couldn't feed you strong meat. You see. Verse 3. For you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy. Is there envy in the church? You bet. And strife. Hmm. And divisions. Are you not yet, are you not canal and walk as men? Uh, let's see what the message Bible has to say. First Corinthians 3 verse 4. I've not checked it out, but it will just be interesting because that Bible is so straightforward. Oh, this one day he goes into the detail. All right. Let's see what he says in verse 3, please. Verse 3. Huh. As long as you grab for what makes you feel good or makes you look important, are you not really much different than a baby at the breast 
content only when everything is going your way. <laughs> Are you there? Says there's envying. King James says there's envy among us. Says there's strife, quarreling. Let me tell you something. If you are here and you quarrel a lot, you are a spiritual baby. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's just simple. Doesn't matter whether we call you uh, what? But center leader, we, call, we can even call you pastor. We can even call you pastor because those things is from the outside that we can see and we're putting order in the church. We can't see your spirit. But one of the signs of a spiritual baby is a lot of quarreling. Some of us, our tribe is synonymous with quarreling. And when it is like that, you will do well to take note. Yeah, I'm from a tribe. My tribe, we are quarrelers. All guns, that's how we are. When there's something to quarrel about, we quarrel. When there's nothing to quarrel about, we quarrel. Hey, but mommy, everybody calls you. See, you're even trying to quarrel with me where you are sitting. And one of the features of our quarrels is that it can transcend generations. Oh, yes. Some of us were from families where when you get home, you have to check who your parents have quarreled with while you were away. So that as you have come, you know which aunt you should say hello to. And if not, the wrath that was upon that auntie shall visit you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now you are coming. Now you understand what I'm saying. And you see, it is characterized by a certain kind of thinking. I remember one time, one of my sons who has never ever, he had that, at that point in his life, he had never ever lived among guns before. But it just shows you how deep the thing goes. He had gone to take his brother's bike. He had ridden the bike and the chain had dropped and he came to put it down. So his brother who does his things, I was not amused with him. Would you be amused? And the brother was in the, ah. But if even you drop the thing happened, you didn't even come to say that, um, you know, this was what had happened. The answer of my son was classic. The answer was that, ah, but you are the one who left it for me to use. You see, that's a typical guy answer. Any other normal human being would have said, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Or so, he said, ah, but you are the one who left it for me. You see, it will call, make the quarrel continue, make it spiral. Yeah. That's how we are. You are nodding your head. I shan't see like you are nodding your head. You are like, ah, you know, this, you are this. And if we want to go into it, we can see that we all have our ways. But, but, but what Paul is saying here, uh, so you are saying, oh, then I have a reason. No, as you become spiritual, are you here? As you become a spiritual Christian, you deal with it. My house is forbidden to quarrel. It's forbidden. You don't quarrel. If you quarrel and I catch you, you will fast until I say stop. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. I have some two small girls in the house. <laughs> they can quarrel over anything. Their fast is about to come. And when they start, oh, you'll be on it one day. To... No, that's why it's even a reason to quarrel. If I show you the reason why they can quarrel, you won't believe it. One day I came. I said, what was the reason for the quarrel? One of them said, I washed something. The other one was drying it. I wanted to put it down and she didn't move. That's it. That's it. They have quarreled. As you are laughing, remember your own in your room. And when I came, my roommate are taking my ball. She are taking the ball. And she ran, and she didn't mind. She didn't mind. And because of that, me, I've locked my things. I put my things together. I said, don't use my things. I said, hey, ask the lady nearest you. Is it true or is it not true? Spiritual baby. Spiritual baby. Spiritual baby. Why am I saying spiritual baby? You know some things, eh? just deal with it. It's not a problem. In a place where you have mature people, you just deal with it. That's all. Just deal with it. Instead, you let it become a mountain. Because of that, we are not talking. I'm not speaking in our body language and our things. Ah. Are you there? Divisions. Three of you are friends. You are only three. You can't remain friends. Ah. Brothers, don't be fast to say the sisters because you also have your issues. You can't stop fornicating. You can't stop watching porno. You can't stop. You are a baby. 
You are a baby. Don't tell me that, oh, it's the girl who came. She came and tempted me. Silly boy, did you not read about uh, uh, Joseph? Was he not there when Potiphar's wife, she came, harassing him, sleep with me, sleep with... The Bible says she harassed him daily. The guy was spiritually mature. He never agreed. Because in this nation in which we live in it, whenever things like that happen, they blame the lady. That's why I'm happy to inform you that when Adam told God, the wife that you gave me, she gave me the apple and I did eat. God didn't buy it for one minute. He held Adam accountable. And when he went to Eve, she too wanted to blame the state. Hey, look, he held her accountable. We are accountable for our own actions. Stop blaming another person. Babies. Christian like you have been a Christian for so many years. Useless. Hey. Mercy. Because for all your Christianity, meanwhile you are the most holy sounding when we come to church. When you are even, oh God. Spiritual baby. Now, when you see, when you look at a baby, eh, they, they have no restraint. That's a sign of a baby. You can say, Oh, the president should hold your baby right as the president is holding the baby. Baby feels like going to the loo. Oh, the fact that the president is holding him means exactly nothing. And some of you are like that. You've come, you've bowed your knee, knee to Jesus. You say that you are a believer. But Charlie, if a girl just passes. In fact, she doesn't even need to pass. She's walking here, walking. You are so following. No, you fall. The, the pornography side just has to pop up. You are done for. You are done for. Oh, Yes. And a carnal Christian or a spiritual baby actually looks like an unbeliever. We can, a person is an unbeliever who has not given their life to Christ. And they, they look the same. They look the same. Are you there? They look the same. Me, I used to go to church. I follow my father. I used to enjoy going to church just because I'll be with my father for a while. When I get to the church, then I'll sit somewhere. And when I sit there, I'll sit where I can see everybody who passes. If as I'm entering the room, my first calculation as I look, how many hymns? Okay, today is a short service. Oh no. As I look at the list, Charlie, today, dear high mass, dear bitch. As they are doing the communion and people are taking the communion, a very spiritual thing that Jesus says, do it in remembrance of me. I've done it early, so I can come and sit down. They ask you a person I'm watching. No, the same shoes she wore last week. Why not? Hey. Rosemary, too, she's coming to pass. Hmm, this girl. Nina, it's all conversation with myself in my, myself in my head. As I've gone to the church, spiritual influence exactly equal to zero. Oh. Are you there? Some of you complain all the time. That's how babies are. Complaining all the time. That's how we know that they are there. Why is it that they have to wake up in the morning? We have to come to church on Sunday morning. We have to get up early. When again should we go to church? When again? When again should we go to church? When again? Hmm. Are you in the house? Babies, they eat anywhere. <laughs> hey, let's move on. Our time is almost gone. The spiritual child. Now you have grown small. You have eaten some small milk and whatever. So please, I think our spirit can stand. She's no longer a baby. She's now a child. But look at what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Therefore, henceforth, be no more children tossed to and fro. One of the signs of a child is the two and fro. If there were children here, they cannot sit as you are sitting. Physical children. They'll get up in the same to and fro. That's why we give them somewhere else to go and have children. Many of you are like that. 
Come to church today. Don't come tomorrow. Come this week. Don't come next week. I went to visit another church. My friend came and said, ah, let's go and see another place. Listen, as you have come here, you are here by God's design, in case you didn't know. He uses the natural things of this life to bring about his will. So to you, it's normal. Somebody just came, witnessed to me, or knocked and said, come to church, and I came. You don't know that that's the design of God for you. That as you are on this campus, this is where you should be. You'll be here, but because you are a child, to and fro. To and fro. That's a child. Then he says, carried about with every wind of doctrine. So he comes and says that, oh, my place there, there's that, 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 that. No, you are gone. Easily hurt. Small provocation, no, you are gone. <laughs> That's a child. But let me tell you something. It can be dangerous to remain a child because children are easily kidnapped. If you're going to kidnap a child, very simple. Very simple. Just drive your car and say, Oh, come for the suite. Oh, your mother said, You come and sit down, I'll drop you there. You must be a child. And some of you, when you came, you came with your children's skills. Hey! Amen. Easily abducted. And that's why you easily go to a church and when you get there, you don't even know the words. When the person is even preaching off point, you don't know. You don't know. And that's why everybody says, oh, the man was a prophet, so I did it. What he asked you to do, did it coincide with the word of God? As you have come to sit here, some of you, an unbeliever lecturer is about to speak to bomb you out of church. It is true. The person does not even go to church. But as you are here, you don't, you're just like a child. So when you get there, they say, oh, don't let the churches waste your time. But they never say that over the unbelievers. You are quiet again. They never say it over the unbelievers. They never say the unbelievers are making noise. Meanwhile, from when you landed, they have made noise. Ah, I went to do something at Africa Hall the first week. I couldn't believe it unstoppable noise day after day for five days and I said to myself really I don't know of any church that has done this but it was okay and you were also okay with it and so when that clown comes to tell you don't follow these churches you don't even know what you believe you don't even know what you believe since you started coming here have you not learned more about your salvation more about your word of God, more about what God did for you, than more all your years before you arrived. Have you not learned more? Have you not learned more? And yet, when a clown comes to stand, you will not even think to yourself, this man as he's talking, what is his own spiritual temperature? Is God happy with him? You will not even think about it, because you are a child. To and fro, to and fro. There are some of you you say, oh, I'll be in church. Now, as soon as exams come to just pass around. That's it. So let me tell you what I say every year. If exams can stop you from going to church, I want to inform you that when you finish school, you'll become an unbeliever. And I will explain. It's not, I'm not guessing. I'm telling you the truth. It is only when you are in school that exams come periodically. Mid-sems, then exam. Mid-sem, exam. When you finish school, life is a continuous exam that never ends. The date for the exam, it comes unannounced. It lasts for as long as it wishes. So if the one that is coming periodically can bomb you out of church, be ready to be out of church for the rest of your life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Small issue, just exams. Some that has a finite, it can bomb you out of your belief. You will not pray ah, for three weeks apart from to say, God, help me. Oh, where are Kola? You are a child. You are a child. Let me read a story that Bishop Dag tells. One day, a prophet came to one of my pastors. He prophesied that this pastor was going to have a new ministry in France and in Francophone countries. He prophesied a new beginning for this pastor. He prophesied that he had been faithful with another man's ministry and God was going to give him his own ministry. He virtually prophesied my assistant out of my church. 
He said, it's time for you to leave where you have been faithful for 25 years. When I heard the story, I asked my assistant how he found that encounter. His answer was simple. I had to control myself from laughing. I didn't want to offend the prophet by my laughing, but I found his prophecy ridiculous. The pastor was too mature to be prophesied out of his position and his God-given place. What about you? What about you? The people who I even want to squeeze are the ones who come and tell me that my mother said I shouldn't come to church again. Your mother said what? As you're on campus, your mother is telling you what to eat. You are a child. You are a child. You are just a child. Meanwhile, your peers who are sleeping around, their mother is not telling them not to sleep around. <laughs> Mature in bad things. Mm. Please ask your neighbor, is it you they are talking to? Is it you? Today, I'm preaching to you because I want you to make up your mind that you are going to grow and stop the childishness. As you have come here, establish it in your heart. God knew you were coming. It's only the devil who knew you were coming. And he made a plan for you and placed you here. That's why in this church, we have four services over the weekend so that no matter what's going on, you are able to go to church. Yeah. Are you in the church? Grow up. Church university, grow up. Yeah. There are some of you, when they're coming to call you in the meeting, you can hear the porter facing the people coming to call you. And then you sit in your room. Open your door and say, she's coming to me. Coming to call me. Because if it was your girlfriend coming, that porter would never stop the girlfriend from coming. If it was the person you buy the marijuana from, the porter would never stop them. You must understand that it's a spiritual war. Come on, grow up. Open the door yourself and tell them to stand down. Excuse me. Ah, you have paid for the room. Then they wake up and tell you that this morning I had a ridiculous one. I heard this morning that there's a certain hostel. Uh, what's the name of the hostel? What? Wilcado Hostel. Said that they have instituted visiting hours. You're also sitting down. Are you in SHS? If you are from there, inform them I didn't come here to subject myself to these your funny rules. What are you talking? Because those rules only hold because it's a church. That's the only reason. And you, a Christian, you bow under it. Huh. Let me tell you something. They will cut off your head and you'll be shocked. Oh yes, you don't stand up for yourself. You don't stand How do you think we have churches in other places that the pastor is a proclaimed homosexual? How do you think it happened? It happened by when it started happening, the Christians were silent. Silent. How do you think Jews were killed? How do you think? In Rwanda, how do you think they killed a million people? How do you think they killed it because the Christians were silent? Stand up for who you are if you are a Christian. Stand up. What can they do to you? Oh, come on. Are you in SHS? Hey. Don't let my heart come this morning. I'm saying, hey, this woman, she likes quarreling. Me, I like quarreling. You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> Please tell the person that she's an anointed girl. My quarreling spirit skills are anointed by the Holy Ghost. I won't stick for such nonsense at all. Because when the devil's children are doing their own, they never say anything. Never. Never. And it's time you become a mature Christian and stand up and say, I am going to church. And if somebody is coming to call me to go to church, don't you dare stop them. Don't you dare. Come on. Hey. Hmm. <laughs> The church has become quiet in life. You see, let me tell you something. I will not be able to preach about spiritual maturity today. I think I'll take it next week. But let me tell you something. People are in places where they are paying for their Christianity. One of the freest countries in this entire world, and take it from me, I have traveled to no less than 34 nations. One of the freest countries in the world is this one. This is our nation. You can pick a box put it in the center of the road and stand there and shout, Jesus is the son of God. 
Nobody will worry you. If somebody even bring you water to drink and oh yes, and give you an offering afterwards. Yeah. That's the nation we belong to. And when some people start to tamper with it, we shouldn't leave it. Because I tell you, I've been to nations where when we are preaching, we have had to lock the doors. As preaching, that means Roti said, Bibi Waho. Hey. I was in there when they threw stones and he went, Bip. Hey. I was looking, where is my nearest cover? <laughs> are you there? Don't allow anybody to tamper with it. It is enshrined in our constitution, freedom of worship. And you want to just be there. Be there. Lem. I mean, I'm a baby. Babies, we cannot do anything for ourselves. Children, we cannot do anything. Come on. Come on. Begin to mature. Begin to mature. I said, begin to mature. Oh, yes. A mature Christian, you believe the word of God. We'll talk about it a bit more next week. But you stand by the word of God. I don't mind if they write it in law. Don't pay tithe anymore. I will tell this law, I will break it. Because it is contrary to the word of God that I believe. You cannot tell me I shouldn't tithe. You are sitting there, an unbeliever who in his poverty doesn't have anything telling you that. Why do you tithe? When you tithe, the men of God, they steal it. Do I look like a thief to you? Listen, before I left what I was doing to become a pastor of children like you, I was paid in dollars. Do you hear? So I'm not here because I'm looking for your pen. Ask your neighbor, how much was your offering? Come on. And tell the neighbor on the other side, if I was looking for money, here is not where I'll be. Oh, please don't worry me. Hey. I, I have to manifest. I have to talk. Cry. <laughs> Yeah. Are you in the church? Rather stand up and say, what does the word of God say? The word of God says that tithe, if you don't tithe, you are a thief. The word of God says, pay an offering. If you don't pay an offering, you are a thief. That's what he says. At least I'm not God. I don't know why. Eh, but but eh, would they not pay you from... Of course, how, excuse me, how else should they pay me? But I have a salary. It is not changed whether you pay your tithe or not. It's not changed by your presence or your absence. I pay the salary just like your father is paid the salary. Hey, tell never will not take that from you. Hey, grow up. Mm, I paid my tithe and I have seen what my tithes do. Oh, yes. I pay offerings and I've seen what offerings do. Oh, yes. I paid major school fees with money that I didn't have because every year, by April, I said, Lord, as I'm sowing this offering, it is for those fees. As I'm sowing this offering, it is for the, oh, God never lets me down. He never lets me down. Never lets me down. Never, never, never lets me down. I hope I'm talking to somebody in the church. And I'm saying to you that stand up to be a Christian. As you read the word of God, let it influence you. We don't know everything, but what you do know, let it influence you. Let it make a difference. Are you here? Please don't take us into tithing today. We are not, yes, giving something else. Good. So I'm ending here. Ah, we are called, Joshua. Hmm. It says, be not conformed to this world. Don't think how the world thinks, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's another, we will get there. Your spirit is born again, but until your mind begins to change, we'll see it on the outside. That's what he's saying. Until your mind begins to change, you will think like an unbeliever. That's why your unbeliever lecture can, can influence you. It says that, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How are you transformed? That word of God is what is doing it. Amen. That's what causes a transformation. And that is when you will know the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Stand to your feet. We've got to close. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Just bow down your head for a moment. You are here. You know when you gave your life to Christ. But you can see from the description that you are a baby. I want you to talk to God today. And say, Lord, I I'm going to change this. 
I'm going to eat the word of God. I'm going to drink the sincere milk of the word. I'm going to change. I'm going to be in church every Sunday and I'll be listening to the word so that I'll be drinking milk. It is helping me grow. Or maybe as we spoke, and if you are a carnal Christian, somebody just give in to your desires. That's a prayer for you. Or you realize that you are a child. You are a Christian, all right. Born again, all right. But you are tossed by everything. Even to come here, your roommates laughing at you was enough to make you not feel like coming. Your roommates saying that, yeah, but you don't have to go to church every day was enough to influence you. You are a child tossed back and forth by every wind of doctrine. I want you to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm changing. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow. My mind is going to change. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to grow up. And if you are one of those who came from those places where they hinder churches, they're going to say they can do what they want, but me, dear, they will not hinder me. Tell the Lord, they will not hinder me at all. I'll do what I want to do. I'll do what I want to do in the kingdom. I'll do what I want to do. Ah, Father, no may nobody interfere with our right of worship in the name of Jesus. Talk to him this morning. We've already been singing, pledging our allegiance to him. Tell him that we are for him. I want you to tell him in your own words that you are for him. You're not going to let small things dissuade you. You're not going to let unbelievers talk their matter into your life. Not at all. Not at all. But you're going to read the word and allow the word to influence you. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Lord, I didn't understand a lot of things, but right now I'm, I'm getting understanding. I didn't know I was a child. I didn't know I was a baby, Lord. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it, Lord. Things are going to change, Lord. I'm going to try, Lord. I'm going to start, stick up for you. I'm going to just say what I'll say. Lord, I don't want you to be ashamed of me, oh God, when we meet in heaven. Oh, Father, have mercy on me. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Maybe you are here. You are yet to begin your walk with the Lord. You are yet to have your spirit changed. I've demonstrated this week after week to show you that you came with an unsafe spirit and Jesus needs to change it. You didn't know. You've been in church all this time thinking that it was the church that changes you. But now you are learning that Jesus has to do something in your spirit. You are here. You cannot say for sure that I'm born again. Now you understand why we are so sure we are saved. We know that we've spoken to the Jesus and he has done a work on the inside of us. And this morning you can see that it's your turn. And you're saying, I, I want to have that change. I want to at least know that the Lord Jesus has given me his, that spirit. Another spirit. You want to be born again. Just lift your right hand up where you are standing. We're going to pray together. Just lift it. Yes, just lift it. Just lift it. Just lift it. God bless you. Just lift your hand. Just lift it. If you lifted up your hand, I want you to come to me because I want us to pray together. Right at the back, I see your hand. Just come to me, please. From anywhere. Just come. Just come. Step out and come. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, yes. Sing it with your spirit and your hand. Just come. Jesus is calling you this morning. This morning, he's watching down what is going on in here. And he can see that you have another opportunity. Step out and come. Step out and come. Step out and come. without it you cannot enter heaven you cannot see the face of God one day our time will be up we don't know when it will be up but you want to secure yourself you want to make sure oh yes you want to make sure I'm going 
going to ask them to sing this verse just one more time. And as they do, you are standing in the congregation. Your heart is beating. You can almost hear your heart beating your ears. That's Jesus telling you, I'm knocking at your door. I'm knocking at your door. Revelation 3, 10, 20 says that he knocks at the door. If you open for him, he will come in and sup with you. And this morning, I want to encourage you to open that door. So as they sing this scripture for one more time, you are here. You cannot say for sure I'm born again. For sure my spirit is born again. If you cannot say that, please don't wait any longer. Just come. Just one more time. make it your own and let it be a prayer from your heart today is the day you're going to be born again you want to say lord jesus or say it with some strength lord jesus i come to you today as a sinner please wash me in your blood cleanse me from my sins i cannot clean myself i cannot pay for myself but lord jesus Please cleanse me. Please write my name in the bo your book of life. From today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. Amen. Father, I thank you for each one of these lovely ones standing before you. I thank you for the rejoicing in heaven over each one who has prayed this prayer today. Let there be a change, O oh God. As you change their spirits, Lord, give them a new life. And may they fall in love with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.